0: This is Queering Time and Space. Thanks for joining us. It's our <laughs> episode zero. I'm Star Castro. I'm Lori Rogan Camp, and we're gonna be looking at all things queer, exploring past, present culture, people, spaces, and places. We've always thought, you know, it's a powerful moment when you realize we've we've existed as a culture throughout recorded time, and that you are not alone, nor have you ever been alone you know, lots of times
1: maybe our stories have got on untold or, you know, just not just kept out of the main narrative. And so I think what I'm excited about because I feel like I've been more sheltered than Star has is just learning about the gay culture, the queer culture in general. And how, you know, we we didn't just hide in the shadows the whole time. We've been prominent figures consistently throughout history.
0: Yeah, and that's what we're excited to bring to you guys and also for ourselves to go on this journey um and learn more in depth about about us queers. So also just want to say thanks to all All the historians, archivists, and activists that have taken the time, effort, and energy to do the work and spread those resources.
1: Yes. We are just reporting on things that we've read from people who have done a lot more research and taken a lot more time to study these things. So we, of course, every episode we will um, share what books we've read or what we've looked up just so you guys can get a better understanding of, of, you know, what we were looking into. Um, Because we want not only to share the information, but we want you guys to be interested enough to be like, Hey, I want to check out more. Yeah. So our first episode, we thought why well, we'll introduce ourselves to you guys. This will Just- be like the first ground zero. We are the, we were the, <laughs> we were the, our first known queers. <laughs> <laughs> that is, nah. I knew a lot more gay people before I knew I was gay. <laughs> okay. Well, that's for me then. That's my, that's my uh, upbringing then. Also, what's interesting is we, we're going to come at this from two very different uh backgrounds so stars gonna have obviously a lot more understanding and i'm going to be like what a lot so just you know that'll be fun you know white girl problems right <laughs> yes yes exactly <laughs> hashtag white girl problems that was going to be our first name of the podcast but you know that doesn't really I, i'd be left out per
0: yeah. usual yeah you yes. know yeah. can
1: include the brown no Never. So basically, what we want to talk about just a brief overview of how we came to know that we were queer, what our background is, so that way you guys know what where we're coming from before we we're loud and proud. Yes, before we were <laughs> very loud, very proud, more loud than proud. Um, no, so yeah, I uh I will go first. Uh, my name is Lori. I grew up in Orange County, California, and I. I didn't know I was gay, um, for a bit. I knew I was different. Um, I have a twin brother. And so I feel like one of the interesting things with having a twin brothers that, you know, you associate a lot of stuff with having a brother. So for a while, I just felt like, oh, I'm just one of the guys. Like, I just like hanging out with my brother, like hanging out with his friends. So I just didn't understand that, like, and I'm not saying, you know, there were tomboys and stuff, so I'm not saying that that's bad. I'm just like, I just felt way more comfortable with guys than I did with girls girls made me feel like really like like I had to impress them almost and I remember at a young age being like I know that's different I know that's not all girls. And then in high school, I learned what gay was, mainly because <laughs> at the time, they were there was a thing going around in California, I think, or maybe it was all over. They were trying to get so that gay teachers couldn't teach at schools. Oh, God, yeah. And I was like, I don't understand what that means. And this woman who was really religious, who's also her daughter, was just a tramp. Like, her, <laughs> her daughter was the classic, like, I love God and you know god i don't believe in abortion or gay marriage but i like have sex all the time i have a you know basically just like the world's worst christian i'm a hypocrite when i need to be she like made out with a girl and bragged about it but then she would just on a dime go but i also think gays are gross (laughs) it's like okay so she had to have leverage
0: over someone Yeah. yeah
1: Yeah, exactly. I had a friend of mine whose mom was just like, oh, gay people are, they're gross and they're just not in, they're not, um, godlike and they do, but she was very much like, you just don't understand. You're a teenager. You don't understand. And I was just like, I feel like I do. Like, <laughs> I feel like you don't understand. I, uh, I'm kind of glossing over a lot of it, but just getting to the main points of just like a overwhelming feeling of like, I didn't want to be gay. I didn't want to have these feelings for a while. I was like hoping that maybe it was weight. My mom at one point kind of suspected. So she would say things like, you know, if you lost weight, you would find men more attractive. So I thought, oh, maybe that's it. Maybe, <laughs> you know maybe the more weight you lose, the more you want that dick. Um, so I was like, okay, I guess also it was like, I saw like high school girls that were overweight that were dating guys. So I was like, well, that just totally blew my whole life plan out the water, you know? And so finally, when I went to college, I was like, I think I'm pretty sure I'm gay. And then I went to this, uh, LGBT, my first LGBT group college and the lesbians in the call co- in the group who were like the monitors were just like the bitchiest girls I've ever met in my entire life. Like very rude. Um, and so I kind of, and you fell in love with them I <laughs> love. and I was like, that's who I want to be. No, it actually like really made me be like, Oh God. Like, cause you, you know, you come from like a fan. Now that I look at it, I think maybe what had happened was I was just so afraid of being seen as like the temperamental lesbian, you know, that like when I met women who were like that to like the nth degree, like I remember talking to this woman about how like I had read somewhere that, and I didn't know this, which we make... you know, discuss another topic that being gay was at one point considered a mental deficiency. Yeah. So I didn't know that I had read that. And I was like, it was like till the 70s. It was still a mental disorder. Yeah. So I read that and I was like, you know, that's, that's, that's weird that they would think that, right? Like, I wasn't saying like, oh, I now know that I have a mental problem, you know? And then they, and then this girl was like, why is this, why is anybody publishing that? That's ridiculous. That's, they're, they're, spreading homophobia and i was like i think they're just talking about facts that have happened in history and so it was just a weird mix of people i think i think it was like you know you also get like that that white college girl who goes to college he wants to seem like she's super smart but she also just happens to be gay you know it's like that mix (laughs) of like just total douchebag and so i was just like oh i don't I don't want to be gay if that's what gay is. <laughs> so then I kind of was just very much like insular for a while, but then it was like, you know, you still have it, it. The problem is, is it's just like, you're just basically not, you're not allowing yourself to be who you truly are. And it's hard to explain. Cause it's like, it's essentially like having to cover one side of your body, you know, what every single time you go outside, like it's just almost impossible to do, you know? And I just was like, why am I trying so hard to fight this? Finally, I came out of the closet when i was 27 i told my family that i was gay and you know it it, i think they they knew um for the most part but i they also i feel like they were like hoping against hope that i wasn't but I think that, um, I'm glad that I did because I finally was able to be like, I don't have to like hide anymore. Although I didn't realize at the time that like with my family, I don't know if it's every family, but with my family, like I had to come out of the closet, like almost every, on a monthly basis. Like, cause when I, at that time I had really long hair. So then I got my haircut. I did the whole Rosie O'Donnell, like come out of the closet, get a weird haircut. And my mom was like, Oh, I didn't realize you were that gay. <laughs> <laughs> okay and then i would like start wearing like i wore like flannel shirts and my dad was like oh i didn't realize you were that gay and i was like okay so it was like constantly like you know my family kept saying that i was like acting super gay i was like yeah because i'm super gay i'm gay I'm a gay person um so yeah i just uh but i will say that so for me personally i've had more friendships with men than i have with women so most of my life has been around men up until like five six years ago I didn't really hang out with a lot of women so I now have hung out with more women obviously but it's kind of helped me see that like you know when you're sort of like when you're insular when you're very insular when you're in the closet and when you're hanging out with a completely opposite sex that doesn't understand exactly what you're going through like doesn't understand like them like even though that I was dealing with I was hanging out with men who were gay who were also in the closet like it's a different kind of feeling in a way but it's the same, it's the same difference sort of thing. It's still nice to be like, to talk to women who are, I went uh, two you, two years ago, I want to say two, maybe two and a half years ago, I went to a brunch where there were five lesbians at a table and that was officially the largest amount of lesbians I'd ever been around <laughs> So that's like the that's like how insular I've been my whole life, just because I've been so afraid at like how people perceive me that I haven't wanted to like be around people that were like me because I didn't want people to be like, oh, well, there goes that group of lesbians. You know, that just was a weird fear for me because I'd be still scared to be seen as one. Um, no, not anymore. I just I just was raised like oh you don't want to be like known as like the angry lesbian you know yeah I think personally I think my mom might have known from an early age because I remember distinctly like her being like at a young age like oh angry lesbians are the worst and I was just like that's a weird (laughs) thing for you to shout out at bedtime um my mom warned me about angry lesbians too yeah so (laughs) we'll see we have that in common so yeah so that's kind of a brief overview of my story I feel like I I have you know like I said the first time we met I have i've I've had a very sheltered life and so i feel like i'm starting to peel back a lot of that and trying to put myself out there but um and a lot of it's my own doing i'm not saying my parents were at fault. a lot of it was just i was very i was a very insular person like i said i i've kind of kept to myself i didn't really go out you know i one time somebody (laughs) yeah when i first met Lori, the first one (laughs) first thing she told me was one of her craziest
0: time in high school was when she snuck out of the house at night to go pick up her friend from a party and drive her home yeah
1: two friends so it was a it was a threesome <laughs> <laughs> that's what i call a threesome in high school uh-huh Uh-huh. Uh, sure yeah that's pretty much my story i know it's a a very generic kind of but i feel like i i just want to hit the points that i was just a, an insular person so are you trying to tell me that you were an incel <laughs> yes i was i started the the incel <laughs> support <laughs> that's that's really the hints i've been trying to give this whole time so just fyi if you guys have wondered who started it but that's Rogan can't blame her yeah blame Lori Rogan blame my i spell it s-t-a-r <laughs> and c-a-s-t-r-l so just uh, if you want to come find me no so um <laughs> star what is your story my story is i don't think i had any
0: kind of inkling whatsoever that i was gay till i was probably in like 10th grade yeah i was 10th grade um i had read this book called she's come undone and this girl has this like lesbian encounter and for her like it was disgusting but for me so it was written this way where it wasn't enjoyable for her but me reading it was so tantalizing at the prospect of experiencing that that I like was like oh my god like oh like I don't know how many times I read that book (laughs) yeah and then I started like having crushes on my my friends not hardcore crushes but mostly like lust lusty crushes but i still continue to like totally be obsessed with dudes and yeah just like Lori, like i didn't come out fully i didn't come out to myself fully till i was 27 like probably when i was 18 i started like oh like acknowledging i have feelings and sharing that with my friends you know like i also find women attractive as well as men and i feel like mostly it was that was because like I couldn't deny it, you know, at that time. And but also like growing up, I grew up in a really um, Christian family. We went to church every Sunday. But then I like moved, went to school in San Francisco and it was just like everyone is gay. Like it's just crazy. It's just bliss um, where you don't have to interact with a straight man if you don't want to it was beautiful
1: that very insular as well very That's insular to me that you would never you wouldn't meet a straight man like There's how long how long do you think you would go if you if you had to guess like how many days weeks or months i don't know i went to school so believe me you know i went to a
0: private art school that i'm still paying for today and it was chock full
1: of straight white men so I, I had a lot of days, but in my free time. Yeah, definitely okay. not. In your free time, how many days, weeks, or months? Would you say like I don't know three months? No, I wish. Oh. <laughs> you couldn't swing a dead cat where I where I wasn't not hit a straight person. Yeah. Mainly because
0: it's called Anaheim. Then yeah, when I moved to San Francisco it was like everyone was gay, everyone was out, everyone was proud. Everyone loved themselves. Well, not maybe everyone, but For me, coming from L.A., the suburbs at that time, um, whereas my family was living, it was very white and very straight and very Christian. So like getting out to be on my own and like having a group of friends that are all people of color, a group of friends where a majority, you know, were queer. It was amazing it was, it was a wonderful thing to see where people like really loved themselves and were proud of themselves. And finally were able to realize like, you know, how awesome they were. I just felt like so supported from everyone being more out. And I finally, it was probably like a year into being there. I still had only really made out with straight girls ever in my life. And I hung out with all the gay kids and everything. And like, But I never really like embraced it. I was still terrified. I was scared that if I like hooked up with a girl that I would, you know, then I would be gay and I would never turn back. And which is pretty much what happened in the end (laughs) but it wasn't something i was terrified of you know like i always like it wasn't like i didn't sometimes it'd be like i don't want to be a lesbian i don't want to be labeled that but at the other end of it being around so many lesbians it's like i'm not like them you know like i'm just not like them like it was sf scene was like very clicky and like i just I just can't, I I just needed a, like a diverse crew to hang with that includes guys and girls. Like I can't do all, just all lezzies because it's just too much cattiness for me. But yeah, I just felt like, oh, I'm not like them. I don't fit into that mold. And so that's also what just kind of threw me off for a long time was how I was attracted to men. And I always say still like, you know, if men were... If cis men were socialized the way women, cis women are socialized in this world, then, you know, then maybe it would be a different story for me. But definitely, I mean, I'm not going to (laughs) lie. Women are way better. (laughs) Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, That's just the gay in me talking. Sorry. Sorry, everyone. I can't help it. All right. God made me this way.
1: But anyways, so. Um, hot take, hot take.
0: Yes, yes. So yeah, when I finally did like hook up with a lesbian, it didn't feel earth shattering and like just felt right. And it just felt good. And I was like, oh my God. I just like knew. I, I just like knew at that moment. I was like, okay, this is for me. Like I'm going to marry a woman one day. I'm gay. But I still remember the morning I like woke up. Just knew, just knew. I felt like a weight had been lifted off my shoulders. I felt like I didn't have to subscribe to all these like standards that were in place for myself. It was a very liberating thing to realize fully I was gay. And yeah. I didn't, you know, have to like be like, I have to get married. I don't know, just like with a straight like heteronormative view of is it. like, you know, we all know get married, have kids, blah, blah, blah. And I just felt like all of that was off of my shoulders and it was just like not expected. And it could just be something that I could want for myself at one day, but it wasn't like I'm getting old and you need to like get married now. <laughs> yeah, so that was really freeing. And then when I told my mom, I knew I had to tell my mom because I was like, okay, this is it. Like this, I know for certain, and I need to tell my mom. And some people like were like, oh, don't tell. It. You don't need to tell your parents until like maybe when you have someone you're dating or whatever. Like don't worry about it. But like for me, it was like, no, I don't think it should. Should be based on like if I'm dating someone I just thought like this is who I am you know with a partner or without this is who I am and I want my family to know so I told my mother and I told I called her and told her over the phone and she she was like receptive she like you know asked a lot of questions and I explained to her how I felt that it was like a romantic, r- emotional, intellectual connection that I feel with women, that that's just there. And and I always remember it was funny. My mom told me, are you sure? Because, you know, like everyone has those feelings. It's just if you act on them or
1: not. Yeah, my mom said the same thing. And it was like, wait a second. <laughs> yeah. Are you trying to tell me something? <laughs> And I told my
0: little brother that went fine and then I stopped. And for a long time, I just couldn't. It was just too hard for me. I didn't want to deal with the possibility of rejection. So it wasn't until like I had been through like a couple realer relationships that I finally felt like, you know, I need to do this. Like if I'm saying I want to be in a serious relationship one day, that being completely out is part of it. So do it. And so like I went to the Los Angeles LGBT Center and I started going to these coming out classes that they had. And it was an interesting group. Majority of majority would probably be in their 40s, late 40s, early 50s. You may feel like, wow, it's still a long process for a lot of people. Yeah, And also it was just like really like, I don't know, it was really impressive and I'm proud to see these women having the courage to come out you yeah. know that group gave me support and accountability to like tell my the rest of my family and I did and and then when I met Lori and we started dating uh I brought oh, her over to that? meet I thought we weren't announcing that organically oh 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 sorry okay and then when I started dating Lori I brought her over and that was when my mom had to be like, yeah,
1: Star has a girlfriend. And- I won them over, and then they're like, oh, man, we love we love your lesbian girlfriend. So <laughs> uh, I, I forgot to mention that my dad, when I came out of the closet, sent an email to his side of the family, his East Coast side of the family, that just said, the lesbian's out of the closet. So <laughs> she just... <laughs> It was very subtle. Uh, Basically like a newsletter, a family-wide newsletter letting people know that I'm I'm gay and I came out of the closet. So I thought that was... Nice of him, but yeah, that's uh, that's right, guys. We fucking so. Oh lord. But yeah, so those are our stories, and we're excited to have you guys come along with us. This is a podcast not only for us, but for we feel like it's something interesting. Where it's like when we were when we were first starting out, we didn't have like a go to thing to like learn about gay culture. It's you know, it's just been sort of piecemeal together that people have had to figure out. So so I think it's good to have like one place where it's like, hey, did you know about this? Did you know about this? And so that's what that's what I'm excited about. Not only gay culture, but stuff like in history, like how we how we started, like that kind of stuff like that's going to be exciting for me to learn. And yeah, and I felt like a lot of my education was like word of mouth
0: and just from um, the friends I encountered you know, they were my teachers and I'm incredibly grateful to everyone in SF that I crossed paths with. So we're here, you know, continuing that legacy of storytelling. So thanks for joining and can't wait to talk
1: to you guys again. Yeah, this is going to be fun. Right now we're going to be monthly because we have busy schedules and uh, what we want to do involves research, a lot of research. So we're going to do monthly. We're hoping to move to bi-mobile monthly depending on how th- the podcast goes check out our next episode in a month and uh, we'll be promoting uh when that's going to drop on social media you can follow me on social media at LRock rock on instagram and at laurie Rogan camp on twitter and facebook and you can follow me
0: on instagram i'm there as la mexican lesbro <laughs>
1: sorry i love that name with
0: a straight face
1: so thank you for listening to episode zero as i'm calling it of queering time and space